Let me 
ask this question that goes right along with it and we'll be done with our silly question segment on the show. Tell me the best and worst options for food from a gas station or maybe that you've encountered so far. So I think the worst option is there's always those little donuts that come in like that little plastic wrapper. It's like this little (laughs) tube of these little miniature donuts and they always look so good but then... If you get them and you you eat them, you fail to bring like wet paper towels, so your fingers are always super <laughs> sticky, and then yeah. you feel terrible about thirty minutes after you eat. Them. <laughs> so that's the worst one because it looks so enticing, but it's really regretted afterwards. Understood. Um, and then the best one is probably, I don't know, probably like peanuts or trail mix or just something that's you know high in protein and good good healthy hearty snack. So, there you go. There you I- go. I asked my wife that very question this morning, and she said, coffee, that's the best option. (laughs) (laughs) And I told her, I said, I don't think that's a food unless you just munch on the grounds or something. But anyway, that's how it works. Well, good answers. Thanks for playing along with our little question of the week, silly segment. We always have fun doing that with artists and guests on the show. But let's get into what you really came on the show to talk about today, your new album. It's called Your Kingdom Come, and uh, I just want to say right off the bat, listeners, um, you can pick this up pretty much everywhere now. Um, it's being distributed through Lifeway Worship. If you're one that downloads music, go to iTunes or Amazon or whatever your choice of downloading music. You're going to really enjoy this album. And I think we're going to start today by playing the first song, which is actually uh, kind of goes along with the title, Your Kingdom Come. So we're going to play Kingdom Come this morning from that album. So let's give it a listen.
I would, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I, I know that you recently wrote a blog post about your kingdom come, and I got to read that. Uh, I think it was yesterday afternoon. I had a chance to sit down and spend some time reading that. It was really good. You had some great thoughts. I, I wondered if you'd like to maybe elaborate any, maybe on that song, and just even your thoughts on your kingdom come. Yeah. Well, my, uh, I became friends with a guy about two years ago named Sean Hill, and he, um, he, I wrote that song, Kingdom Come, with him. And um, he just sent me this, it was just this one-line idea, um, you know, your kingdom come, your will be done, your kingdom come, Lord. That was really all he sent me. And, um, and I just really loved the idea of just this prayer of the church. You know, I love in Matthew 6, you know, where Jesus is telling his disciples, you know, this is how you should pray. Um, and he, you know, we call that the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, you know, later in that chapter, you know, it talks about, you know, seek first the kingdom of God. You know, seek the kingdom of God above everything else and he will give you everything you need. And I just love the idea of writing a song just as a prayer of the, the church, as the people of God, just just longing for that and just, you know, asking for his, his kingdom to come. And I just, the thing that was really fun about writing that song was it just really got my mind going on this whole idea of kingdom in general, mm. just that one word and how I started thinking about just how everything in life that is everything that either goes well or goes wrong is rooted in that one word. And it's, mm. it's which kingdom do we, give our lives to which kingdom do we belong to which kingdom are we trying to build and you know i know that in in, a, in america especially it's the land of opportunity it's the american dream it's the country that everybody wants to live in because it's the country where you can come from nothing and you can build your career and build your dream and you can do anything you want to do and we hear all these things about living in america and this the american dream and you know it's very easy to focus on ourselves and to focus on our plans and our agendas and our dreams and our hopes and trying to build our own plans and our own names and our own brands. And, you know, it's just, we live in such a, a me, me, me culture and it's always about pushing our, you know, what we're doing. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, when you're trying to build a business and, you know, you have to support yourself somehow. So you might as well do it, you know, support yourself and make a living doing something you love. But just really looking into the motive behind, you know, why we do these things and realizing that if we pour ourselves into trying to build the kingdom of God instead of trying to build our own kingdom, then that's a far greater everything it's a greater existence it's a greater purpose it's um a greater sense of peace and i just believe that god you know rather than asking god to bless our story and asking god to bless what we're trying to do it's really a shift of us as believers turning back around and saying god we want to be a part of what you're doing in the world and mm -hmm. we want to be a part of building your kingdom and so rather than asking you to bless our plans and bless what we're doing we just want to jump into what God's doing in the world and just be a part of his kingdom. And just for our motive behind everything that we do, you know, to be to build his kingdom. And, and you're able, you know, you're able to build a career within that, whatever it is that you do, whether you own a small business or you're a teacher or, you know, whatever your career is, mm -hmm. when you're doing that career with the motive of trying to build the kingdom of God. Um, I think that God blesses that beyond measure and then your little tiny story then becomes a part of this, this huge, this greater story. And, and one of the things that, that I find really interesting too is just this whole idea of, of glory and mm -hmm. just how, you know, we were created to be these little mirrors that reflect God's glory and everything in our lives goes wrong when we, when we turn that mirror around and we face ourselves and we try to reflect our own glory and our own image and we try to build our own name and our own brand. And that's when things start to fall apart. That's when, you know, pride or greed or, you know, all these other things start to start to come into our lives and then everything falls off balance. But when we are turning that mirror, you know, to God and just reflecting the glory of God, that's when, you know, we find the greatest sense of self-worth and the greatest sense of peace and the greatest sense of purpose in our lives. And, you know, and the reality is God is the only one who's able to bear the weight of that glory. 
um, I, f I find it fascinating, you know, when you look at these Hollywood stars and it's like when they rise to stardom so fast and it's like all eyes are on them and, you know, you see so, it's so sad how many of their lives you see just start to fall apart. You know, it's like before they were famous, things were okay. You know, they, their family was happy and things were going well. And then it's like the moment they become these huge superstars, then you just start to see just their lives just crumble. And, and I, but I believe that that's because we as humans, we can't handle the weight of glory. Only God can bear that weight. And he's the only one who's worthy to bear that weight. And so it's just so important that, you know, as people that we're always trying to turn that mirror back onto Jesus because he's the, that's the one name that we need to be proclaiming. And it's the one name that will last forever. And the one name that will, that will outlive every single thing else. Yeah. And, um, and so I don't know, it's just a really fun, it was a really fun song to write. And it was just fun to sort of, you know, I knew the moment that we wrote that song, it was actually the, one of the very first ones, um, that we wrote on the album. And I knew when it was written that I had a pretty good feeling that would be the title, kind of the, what the song that the entire album would be built around. Yeah. So. Well, it's a great song, and that's the one that's been really uh, sticking in my head, especially in a, Your kingdom come, your will be done. That's not the key you do it in, but that's that's the key I would do it in for me. But uh, it really, I mean, it's it's great. It's got a nice hook to it, I mean, uh, melodically, and uh, and it's got a great message to it as well. And just the thought occurred to me, you know, as you were talking about the glory and the weight, and um, that it, it really is the the meaning of the word glory it's weight you know and um I, I guess i hadn't thought of it quite in that way about thinking like celebrities crumbling under the weight of what we would call glory and yeah. um and that is a sad thing it really is and it's yeah. it's sad even to see it in the in the christian music world as well i think we see that a lot and um there's there's got to be some way for us to be able to stay grounded and and really while we're still making music and trying to make a living at it, still at the same time, like you said, talking about allowing God's kingdom or um, literally his government, you know, if, you, if you're going to think of it in modern terms, to yeah. let that be the rule in our life. So good, good, good thoughts for us today. Very good. Thank you for that. Yeah. Well, let's let's just kind of go through, and I will I will quickly play um, some song clips from throughout your album. We'll see how much time we have for, but maybe um, you could do just like thirty to sixty second little clips. You don't have to time yourself or anything, but I want to play a little clip of the song. I'll give you the song title, and you can just tell us a little bit about it, whatever comes to mind. Maybe you have a story from being in the studio with it. Maybe you have. Uh, a Bible verse that comes to mind that, that it makes you think of, and um, and every song on the album, I believe you have either written or co-written. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, because you're, a, and I should let listeners know this. You're an exclusive writer through Lifeway Worship, mm -hmm. and uh, and we're big fans of Lifeway here on this show, so uh, we're glad of that. So you'll get to hear listeners um, small clips of the song, but I want you to go out and buy the album, okay, everybody? So there we go. Um, <clears throat> so we already talked about Kingdom Come. Let's hear just a, a short clip of Sound of Heaven.
and that is Sound of Heaven by my guest Shelley E. Johnson. Uh, tell us quickly, just something about Sound of Heaven, this song, whatever comes to mind that you would like to share. Yeah, well, this is kind of a crazy, I'm actually going to be releasing a story behind the song on this soon, <laughs> but this is kind of a crazy thing. I was introduced recently to this phenomenon called cymatics, and it's basically where you pour sand on a flat surface, and then these different pitches and different frequencies are played. And as these different pitches are played, the sand automatically puts itself into these perfectly geometric shapes. And, wow. and it's unbelievable. You just Google on YouTube just cymatics and it'll all come up. But it's, uh, it's just, it just really got me thinking about the power of sound. Mm. And just, you know, I think we underestimate as believers the power of our worship. Just the power of, you know, it's not an accident that we're told over 209 times in Scripture to sing and make music to the Lord. Mm. I think that God, there, he, there's, he understands that there's power when we sing and that um, it's not just, you know, songs, but it has the power to, to change us, to transform lives. It, you know, our worship and the sound of our worship is mm. far more powerful than I think we realize. And so... Um, that song is just, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of a different, you know, it's a different song. It's, you don't really hear a lot of songs about the sound of worship, you know, mm -hmm. it's about worship itself. Yeah. Um, but that song is really just kind of trying to bring to life just this, this idea that we, you know, as worshipers, we are the sound of heaven and sure. we need to rise up and let that sound erupt from the yeah. earth. And you taught us a new word today, cymatic. We're all going <laughs> to, the listeners are Googling right now to see what that is. So that's fantastic. Well, let's move on. Let's listen to a short clip of You Deserve. Deserved by my guest Shelley E. Johnson. All right, quickly, give us some thoughts about that track. Yeah, You Deserve is really just a simple worship song, just um, just being in awe of who God is, and just it opens up sort of talking about, you know, the stars and the sun and the moon and just this, this grand, just huge picture of God and all that he's made and just this wonderful thought of how is it that the God of the universe, you know, loves me and gave his life for me and because of that you know he deserves glory he deserves praise and he deserves all the worship that he's so worthy of so it's just a very simple worship song amen beautiful song let us move on to passion of our hearts featuring sean hill who uh, i believe was your producer on this album and uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about him as you talk about this track but let's listen to a, a quick clip from that song
that was Passion of Our Hearts featuring Sean Hill. Tell us quickly about Sean Hill. Yeah, Sean, he actually was not the main producer. Um, Michael Farron from Pocketful of Rocks was the producer for this okay. album. But Sean, um, Sean has been more a part of this album than anybody. Um, I met Sean two years ago at a conference, at a worship conference in Nashville. And it was really funny. Um, I was there performing you know, kind of leading worship and doing a concert for the people who attended the conference. And, um, and afterwards this, this guy just walks up to me at the, the product table and, um, and he was just like, you know, you're from Atlanta and I live in Atlanta and you write songs and I like to write songs and we should, you know, write songs. Sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and as you can imagine, you know, traveling around, you get quite a few of sure that they come up to you and say things like that and so I didn't really think much of it at the time but then not too long after that probably you know just a few weeks after that I got this little this little email in my inbox from Sean with this little song idea called Kingdom Come and um, that was where it all started and we just became fast friends and um, he and his wife Crystal have become Jack and some of Jack and I's absolute best friends in the world so we've been writing songs together now for two years and uh, he and I wrote nine out of the 12 songs on this album and wow. uh, he played, he played drums, he played guitar. He, a lot of the production ideas that you hear on the album were, were Sean's original ideas from those first demos that we did. And, um, so he's just crazy talented and I'm just really excited for him and just all the things that God has in store for him and his journey as well. That's, so. that's great. And I got to watch a video the other night from your release party, I guess it was at your church. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that your church where that was recorded yes. at? Okay. Yeah, just, yeah, we did an album premiere. Great. And it, it was beautiful. I mean, it was great to just you on the piano and him on guitar and yeah, just awesome. You, you two are a great duo musically together. So Thank good you. stuff. Well, let's move on to um, to He is Good to Us and hear a quick clip from that. And that was the song, He is Good to Us, from Shelley E. Johnson. Uh, tell us about, well, whatever comes to mind about that song for you. He is good to us. Yeah, one of my favorite scriptures is Psalm uh, 34.8, and it says, So come, let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who trust in him. And I just, that thought was something that I just really wanted to kind of rest in. Um, I found that in my own life that, it's really easy to focus on, you know, sometimes the, the stresses, the, the struggles, the frustrations, the challenges. Um, sometimes those things, you know, can can sort of take over and cause us to forget all the all the good stuff. They cause us to forget how good God has been, um, how faithful he is, how much he loves us, um, just the hope that he gives us. And so I just really felt impressed to write a song that could just sort of be 
just this repetitive kind of thing that people could just kind of just bask in for a moment. Mm. And that song is, it's one of the most repetitive songs on the album, just the lyric, come taste and see his love, he is good, he is good. It, it just kind of keeps repeating over and over. But it really became, you know, one of my favorite songs on the record just because, you know, I think when you're listening to a song that kind of repeats a lot, it sort of allows your brain to start sort of going other places and start pondering your own life and pondering, you know, other things that God has done and, and just really gives listeners a chance to just reflect and to, to kind of pause and just let that message just wash over them. Um, so it's, re it's really just a song to help people remember, to just help people remember that God is good and he hasn't forgotten about you. And no matter what you're going through, it doesn't change his goodness in your life and it doesn't change how much he loves you and how faithful he is. Amen. Amen. Well, I think our listeners are going to, a lot of them, be familiar with this next track, which is The Power of the Cross. Let's, uh, let's listen quickly to that uh, clip from that. And that was Power of the Cross by Shelley E. Johnson. It's been recorded by Natalie Grant and Steve Green and I don't, maybe maybe other people. I don't know. But uh, talk to us a little bit about that one. Yeah, that song, you know, the thing that's cool about that song is it was completely birthed out of true ministry. I um, When I lived in Nashville, I had the opportunity to volunteer at a women's homeless shelter called the Hope Center. And one morning, our speaker um, was talking to the women at chapel about the cross. And a lot of these women, you know, that are in this Hope Center, you know, been in and out of prison, battled with drug abuse, been homeless, just all kinds of life challenges. And, you know, many of them didn't know Christ, had never been set foot in a church, um, had never heard the gospel. And I remember one morning at chapel, our speaker, you know, she brought in this huge wooden cross and this big hammer mallet type thing and she gave this powerful message just very simple message just telling them the gospel and at the end of her message she encouraged the women you know if they were ready um, to let go of these chains in their life to to write these things on on these three by five note cards and then one by one to come forward and literally hammer these note cards into this wooden cross mm. and i just remember seeing some of the women that day you know because chapel's mandatory at the, at the center. So naturally there's a lot of women that clearly did not want to be there and they would sit in the back with their arms crossed, kind of just sort of scowling up at the stage. And I remember that morning, some of those women were the ones that slowly would get up in their hands, holding their note cards, shaking and tears streaming down their face and ready to, to give their lives to Christ. And it was just such a powerful image for me, really the first time in my life seeing women you know, literally walk from darkness into light, um, just right in front of me. And it was just such a powerful picture. And, you know, usually songs don't just fall out of the sky that quick. I tell yeah. songs all the time that usually it's something that you work at, you know, you, you write, you rewrite, you tweak. You sure. But that song just, I got home that afternoon and literally just bam, like that song just mm. fell. It just happened. And uh, it's just been a really, it's been a really special song to share with people. That's awesome. What a, what a great story. And, uh, and it's, it's great when, 
um, the rare occasions when God does give you a gift as a songwriter like that, it's, it's almost just like, here you go, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but, but at the same time, we have to be willing to be listening ears to be able to hear that and receive that. So yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that you were in a place to receive it that day for sure. And just, um, and, and not to say that, you know, I mean, there's a lot of craft into that too, but, but it is rare. I know as a songwriter myself, it is mm-hmm. probably as much perspiration as it is inspiration when it comes yeah. to songs. So it's, it's it's great when they come together like that. So yeah. let's take a, a break. I, I actually don't know that we'll have the time on today's show to go through every song like we just did, but because I want to make sure we talk about some other things as well. But I want you to be thinking about um, a song off the new album that you'd like us to play to close the show out with. We'll close with the entire song so listeners can hear it. So just be thinking of that in the back of your mind as we talk. Uh, but I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, you've been doing some some playing with uh, the Gettys and. And um, we have a, a little bit of, a, of a, a commonality there with them. I got to sing as a background vocalist on one of their albums. It was actually their yeah. uh, their live album that they did. And I don't know if in, in the producing they, they forgot to um, – Phil Nash was the producer, and I don't know if they forgot to mic the congregation that was there when they did the live service or what. Uh, but they needed people to come in and kind of be the voices on the background on that live album. So I got to be one of the voices that came in. And so we, Phil Nash and the Gettys and uh, a handful of people in this choir room got together in Nashville at the uh, the big Baptist church there and sang. And yeah. uh, and I've always loved the Gettys music. And so I'd just love to hear from you. What's it, what's it like just kind of getting to hang with them a bit and do music with them on their own? Yeah. They are some, Keith and Kristen are some of my absolute favorite people on the planet. Um, there are, there's probably no other songwriters, artists in, in church music world that I respect and admire more than them. Um, cause they just, they have such a heart for theological truth and depth and, um, in their songs and just writing songs for the church, for the bride of Christ that speak so much truth about who God is. And, and it was just so cool to be on the road with them because you see every, you know, night after night, you just, you see people's hearts just come alive. You know, when you're, I think a lot of modern worship music is focused more on the, I think there's sort of two sides of, of worship music. There's the, the emotion and the information. And the emotion is more of just these heartfelt, you know, songs, these heartfelt phrases of, you know, God, you're worthy. God, we love you. God, we need you. It's, you know, it's kind of the emotional side. And then you have the informational side, which yes. is, you know, the truths of scripture, who God is, the gospel story, the creation story, the Christmas story, you know, what he's done, sort of telling the actual story to people in that informational way. And I think the Gettys, you know, have such a beautiful way of sort of bringing both together. And I found that, you know, when you tell the gospel story, then that inspires emotion. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of modern worship focuses so much on emotion that they miss out on the information. They miss yeah. out on the gospel story. But then if it's all information, then you miss out on that response, <laughs> that emotion. And so you have to sort of have both, you know, in order to have a really well-rounded, worshipful experience. And mm-hmm. so I love how the Gettys just bring that gospel story to life in such a poetic and lyrical way. Mm -hmm. And then that in turn inspires worship in people's hearts because now they've seen this story of what God has done for them. And this, the magnitude of the creator of the universe becoming a baby, dying on the cross, rising from the grave and, you know, coming back again. And, you know, it's just that inspires you as a believer to want to worship a God that would do all of that for you sure. to, to give you hope. And so I just love and they're a blast. You know, they um, we pile on the bus after the after the, the concert every night and just do all these crazy little like honorary man of the day and man of the day, like nominating different people who did something cool that day. And it's just yeah. it was such a blast. It was one of the one of the most fun eight weeks of my life just being able to travel the whole country with them. It, it was amazing. That's, I love them very much. That's awesome. And y- you know what, really, I mean, I, I know a little bit right now because uh, Craig Adams and I are working on, he's going to be producing my next album. And uh, it's it's a ancient and modern hymns album. So it's either songs that I've written or co-written or rewritten, you know, of hymns. And, uh, th- and that's what I respect so much about them is their hymn writing because... 
Emma, you and I both know people, as, as good as the sermon may be, uh, they're going to leave singing the songs, not singing the sermon, you know, much much to our probably senior pastor's chagrin, you know, the, <laughs> uh, and that, I think they do such a masterful job, as all great hymn writers have through the centuries, they really do put a, it's almost like a singable sermon, I mean, and, and sometimes the points, and if you can remember that, and if we can just get those things into our hearts, maybe yeah. we can get them in our head first, and then they'll get into our heart as we sing them, and continue to sing them, and rehearse them, and uh, so, yeah, I'm just thrilled for you that you had the chance to do that. Are you getting to yeah. go out with them anymore in the future? Do you have any more, like, fu- uh, future tour plans you can announce at this point, or anything? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not... Um we don't have anything in the works with the Gettys per se. I'd love to go back out with them sometime. But yeah, we've got um, we've got a fall tour lined up. Sort of just we're going to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and Washington D.C. and Louisiana, and just some places in the southeast. And so we're really excited. Just you know, kind nice. of the ministry you know right now is at a place where you know there's just a lot of requests coming in. So we're kind of just taking the requests coming in and going where the invitations are. You know, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we're really, really excited about the fall and just being able to, to share these, these new songs and these stories with, with people around the country. That's great. You're not coming to Ohio anytime this year, are you? I don't think so. Okay. Maybe we can in the spring or the winter. (laughs) That would be great. I I got to see you, uh, I think it was two years ago now with the Lifeway group at Cedarville University. Oh, yeah. Because that's that's maybe 20 minutes from me, 20, 30 minutes. So I try to go every year when they have that. And it was great to get to hear you sing. Um, It was you and John Nicholas and I know, let's see, several other people up on the stage. I think it was uh, Paul, Paul Marino and different ones. And that was great to hear you all like kind of just sort of singing in the round, you know, in in the room and sharing songs that day. And so, um, oh, and are you still with us? Yes. Oh, okay. It said I had a connection problem for a second, yeah, it but it's just, back. It just froze for a few seconds. Oh, okay. You did too, but that's fine. <laughs> so, anyway, all that is to say, I've been enjoying your music, and so the the few times I've got to hear you live, I've always enjoyed it. You're you're such a talented, um, not only singer and songwriter, but a very talented piano player as well. And uh, do you play other instruments, or is piano your main one? Piano is definitely the main one. Okay. Just, I've been playing it my whole life, but I do play a guitar. Do you? So. Well, you know, everybody does. You got yeah. to. You know? <laughs> it's, I, I was saying last week I was teaching a class in Nashville at a college there, and, and it was for worship art students that were uh, coming up. And I asked the question, so who in here plays guitar? It's like every hand in the room went up. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. It used to be special to be the guitar player, but not anymore. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. Well, uh, hopefully you've had a minute to think about it, and we're coming to the end of our time here on the Voices in My Head podcast, and and I do want to thank you again. Thank you. I know you must be busy with the album just releasing, and so uh, we're honored that you would take some time to to be with us today and just to share not only the music but your heart uh, behind those songs. Uh, What song would you like us to close the podcast out with today? I would say Overwhelmed is uh, track number 12 on this album, and... It's definitely the song on the album that means the most to me of okay. of all the songs. It's it's the one that I'm getting the most feedback from everywhere we've been on the road. That's the song that everybody's coming to the table like, is that song on the CD? And um, I think that, you know, that song is just, it's a heart song. Mm-hmm. And it's just a song of gratitude. God has been teaching me a lot recently about the power of gratitude and just taking the time to stop and say thank you to Jesus for everything he's done. Mm. Um, I found that it's, it's nearly impossible to be, to be angry or, or bitter or jaded or frustrated when, when you're grateful mm-hmm. and when you're truly just overwhelmed by the goodness God has shown to you in your life. And, and when you can do everything you do, whether it's leading a team of people, whether it's going to your job, whether it's parenting, whether it's, you know, um, loving your spouse or serving your church, whatever it is, when you're doing that out of a heart of gratitude, I think that it completely changes everything. It just completely um, just opens your heart to a whole new level of of love and service and just having that servant heart and towards others. And um, so I just, I don't know, I just, this song is just really a love song um, to Jesus, just saying thank you so much for, for how good you've been to me. 
Well, that sounds like a, a great way to close our podcast today. Thank you again. And listeners of Voices in My Head, I encourage you to go to Shelly E. Johnson com and uh, check out more of her music and her ministry and what she has going on and this is her song overwhelm the closing song in her album and it's going to be the closing song in our podcast today thank you for being one of the voices in my head this week thanks for having me it's great to be with you been listening to Voices in My Head, the official podcast of Rick Lee James. If you'd like to know more about me, my ministry, my music, my life, go to my website at rickleejames.com. 
and I'd love this to be a community experience. So if you call 937-505-0162, you can leave feedback, you can give me suggestions for future shows, you can even record comments that I can play on the next podcast. So let's make this something really great together. 937-505-0162. Thank you so much for listening to Voices in My Head, the official Rick Lee James podcast. God bless.